got it. So let's get Josh on here. It's almost like you planned that. It's almost like we planned it. Hey. Hey. Josh. Not sure. Yeah. Hey, like it? I'm talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrapped this on Dez's uh, Instagram. Like, so this isn't just for this show, Scott. I, you know, the love is. Love yeah, I know. I know. It's great. Well, yeah. Scott, she, or Josh, she's turning on to Hereford. Take us through what's going on. Well, dude, I mean, this, <laughs> was, this was just, there's Ryan and I um, in, in utter disbelief, honestly, at this point. Um, just, just an amazing effort. Um, it, it was unexpected, you know, and I think if I'm, if I'm being totally forthright, after everything that she went through that weekend, um, it was undoubtedly the most stressful race weekend she's ever had uh, in, in her life. Um, and for her to come through and do this on, on Monday was, uh, it was surreal. It was awesome. And so she's turning. And so you guys, I remember it was just so chaotic, you guys getting out there. What are you saying to one another? She's going to do it. This, <laughs> this is happening. Like, this is actually going to happen. The thing that we've dreamed about and talked about and, Scott, you know how it is. It's like th this thing that you've envisioned in your mind's eye time and time again, and you believe it here and you believe it here. Finally, you're, it's happening. And you're coming down Boylston in first, winning the Boston Marathon. Um, it's, it's something for most of us, even who race professionally, it only exists here. Yeah, and I think Des said that one time. It's one of the quotes I remember most in like in, in any sporting context was whatever the year she got second and ran fast was and it was a great performance by all accounts and she was obviously disappointed not to win and someone had asked her about that and she, like oh it must be so great to be second I, I can't remember exactly how she said it but it was something to the effect of like today is the first time in four months that I wasn't the Boston Marathon champion That's you know? it. and yeah. so like to see her actually accomplish it is a really cool thing 2011 where her and Caroline Kalal were trading blows coming towards the finish and how many second chances do we get in life you know and here we see her it's like coming down the stretch it's uh it's just totally surreal and it's at that point when she saw Tom Girl do this with his arms that's the moment that's the moment where she was like this this is actually gonna happen this can I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to win. I'm not going to be passed. And it's like this, this moment where she comes in, check her out. You can see her look. <laughs> she looks so cold. <laughs> it's oh, so oh, cold. Oh, and it's so, it's so freezing. I mean, and Scott, like you were out there and you survived this thing and finished sixth. And there, there he goes. I saw. Yeah, there, there he goes. It was right there at that moment. <laughs> there oh, I see. Yeah. Time she knew. She finally yeah. let something out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna win this thing, and I'm gonna do it. Uh, just absolutely amazing. And honestly, if if I'm gonna be totally honest, there, there have been only a handful of times in my life at races with Des where I didn't think she had a chance to win. One, <laughs> one was at, one was at the London Olympics where she was dinged up. We didn't know what was wrong. She ended up having a femoral stress fracture. Um, the other was Berlin on her, on her comeback from the femoral stress fracture. And third, I would say, although maybe an outside shot, it would have been this day. Like I, I was like, she's probably not going to win just because of the stuff that had happened in that buildup. Uh, and 
just an utter shock with <laughs> Paul, Paul said we had to give you some crap for the crying. Oh no. Yeah, he, sure. he said you're the re reincarnation of a Jordan meme. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Pretty much. I mean, dude, it's, you know, Des, Des is like a sister to me and Ryan's like a brother. I, I officiated their wedding. If, if I could do it over, would I give Ryan five seconds and not follow the hand over <laughs> waving it's over? Uh, yes, I would. But it was just like, I mean, Joni attacked her right when she crossed the line. That's, that's who was in the hood, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, and Joni later apologized and it's like, ah, whatever. It's all like, it just is what it is, you know? Uh, but man, it was, uh, it, it was just an amazing day. And Ben, you, you, we were together. We, we yeah. were up in my hotel room and I'm yep. going, I don't believe it. I mean, it's just like what's what I'm seeing in front of my eyes. We we knew that a lot of people were going to drop out this day just by the nature of it. And you know, Des she was wearing prototype shoes for the first time. She just got them two days before. Took them out to the start. We didn't know if she was going to wear them. Like there were just so many questions and variables. We're like, hey, if you're going to go for it, like just might as well like start with a jacket she didn't plan on wearing that to the finish you know a lot a lot of stuff was kind of fluky you know she had she had the arm sleeves underneath the jacket on um it was and she ended up wearing them the whole way obviously right? i told that story earlier that i had remembered being with ryan her husband and i remember him getting a text about the jacket whether or not she should wear it and he yeah. said yeah just go ahead and wear it you can always take it off and of yeah. course now it's this iconic thing you know because that's the picture and she, of course she never took the jacket off um well yeah i remember in the hotel and i told this story earlier in the broadcast where we just i mean obviously we're always nervous watching these races together yeah. but we didn't really like you say i mean it's not that you didn't think she could win it's just the odds weren't as good as they were other times. And the race was so weird. We were almost just fascinated more so than anything else. And we were worried about Kellen. And once we figured out where she was, then all of a sudden you just, it just happened so quick. Yeah, the, the pack broke up. You, you saw that she moved into the lead. And once she moved into the lead, that's when we were like, well, they're not coming back. Right. I mean, right. this is it. Yeah. So I then mean, you guys started preparing to head over. Yeah, well, we're like, all right, I guess, you know, we're, we got we to gotta go down there um, and maybe she'll stay in the lead, you know? <laughs> because the, the thing about Boston, with, in, as opposed to other races, Boston's point to point. So actually the fastest way to get back to the Fairmount Copley is just to keep running and moving towards the Copley because you wait for the bus to come pick you up in medical. I mean, you don't, you don't know when that's going to be. And, you know, Kellen went hypothermic and is at the fire station and like so many things, story after story. It, this was really, this was really like a 30 mile race because of just, just the glycogen, storing the glycogen when you're out there shivering and you're shaking and you're just burning through so much fuel, just trying to maintain core body temperature. Yeah. And so when Des and I were just talking about it, I mean, and it, you look at the results and she was saying, yeah, if you take the results at 22 miles, that's kind of like a normal, like, this is probably how it, it normally shakes out. You know, does his top five again, and this is how it is. And Karui's up front and the whole thing. But when you look at it at 26.2 miles, it's really like 30 miles. Because everyone, when you bonked there, it was like, it was game over. I mean, you were out, you were out of fuel. 
And that's what ended up happening to Carew here on the screen. I mean, oh, I, I saw a guy step off the course like the last two miles. I was yeah. like, dude, you're in like sixth, seventh place of the Boston <laughs> Marathon. And he just stepped off the course. <laughs> but no one was thinking clearly either. Oh, like, yeah. Talk, yeah. Talking to all you guys after, after the race, it was like, I didn't know what place I was in. I don't know, I don't know where I was. And it was just like, just keep moving forward. Scott, what was it like for you when you were at your darkest, worst place? I was talking to Ben earlier in the race. Like, I don't know if it was, like, just being so out of sorts or not really connecting reality with, like, my body. But I never really got down on myself in the race. I was always engaged. I was always, like, competing. I all, like, because I didn't wear a watch. I didn't see a lot of splits. I always thought I was still running fast. I clearly wasn't near the end. But I, I thought I was still, like, doing really well and then Ben shows me the video like shortly after finishing and I'm just like like barely moving I was like in my mind I looked a lot better than that video and there was so there wasn't any really dark parts there's so many points where I was like more in like the middle stages where I was like this is ridiculous like what are we doing out here like I'm just getting pelted with rain like Mario talked about a little bit like it was almost like at certain points Shaddy talked about like you had to almost walk just because it was like it was you couldn't move forward. It was just that. Oh, look at Josh. Like, forceful. I mean, yeah. he can oh, barely man. move. Yeah. Like, it's not like Shaddy looks great, you know, and he's <laughs> running mean, he him can down. He barely move. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's painful to watch. It really it's insane. Is. It's, it's insane. Shale- and Shalane, it's like she just came off winning New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Right. There's Shaddy. Oh, my well, gosh. <laughs> you know, the announcers, on, not, on, not in the booth, but, but remember this, Josh, at, at the finish line, it was so rainy because they're basically going off the jumbotron. Right. And <clears throat> the broadcast missed Yuki's move because Des was winning and it was yeah. such a story. Yeah. The announcers on the finish line didn't realize Yuki was winning the race. Right. Had no they idea. Were, they were surprised. They thought Joffrey was winning. So when they see this guy coming across, they didn't even call his name. Right. It was yeah. so cr- But you couldn't even blame them because it was so totally insane. It, 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 it was. And I think everyone was just – ready for this race day to like let's just let's just get out of this weather <laughs> conditions as we take a look at the big hug um, <laughs> yeah. well look you've been Des's agent for a long time yeah you said she's like a sister to you one yeah. thing that was super cool in, in seeing that hug was all the hard work that goes into this thing and we did a little bit of inside baseball with Paul in terms yeah. of how the broadcast works sure. because yeah. that's sort of a secret. Nobody knows why, you know, we don't have a split screen all the time and why After things cut out in the planes and the feeds. And that's right. We learned about the planes. We learned about the planes. We learned about, this has been very educational. Yeah. So, so we learned about that. So tell us a little bit about the agent role and, and, and in particular what it was like, after you have a client win the Boston Marathon, you guys really went into an aggressive mode, uh, yep. taking advantage of this newfound uh, fame. And, and uh, I thought it was awesome. Take us through it a little bit. What, 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 what happens? Yeah, I think, you know, right, you know, like, hey, if you win this race, your whole life's going to change. And, and you hear that thing, and, you, and it's a little cliche, but you don't really know how it's going to change your life and, until it happens. And then all of a sudden, it's, okay, what it means is, I'm going to sleep for 90 minutes that night because I'm on the phone the entire time. And you're working, you know, we, we always work with agencies, you know, with, with the, the shoe companies or whoever, whoever it may be, people trying to get you or her on a show and booking these things. And 
they're very competitive when you're talking about the the major morning shows and there was a promise made by somebody that that does would only do one and not the other and i got on the phone and i said we're we're doing no we're, we're we're doing both like you have you you have a limited window to get outside of our bubble and we we have a great bubble it's a great sport and i love running and i love i love our our endemic circle that we're in. But when you have an opportunity to go out and get outside of the bubble and speak to the everyday American that doesn't follow running, but they know what the Boston Marathon is. You know, and this is the thing we've talked about with, I've talked about with athletes a lot. A lot of them say, hey, I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough to be a resource yet. And it's like, yeah, I, I just need to run 211 or I need to run 210 or, you know, until I feel like I can be that presence. And, you know, a, a thing I asked an athlete, actually is in Flagstaff, I said, I said, what's what's the time for a marathon if you average four minutes a mile so what do you mean average four minutes a mile for a marathon so yeah what's the time you know i don't know it's impossible i said exactly i said that's the way most people view a five minute mile that's the way they view a, a a six minute mile they can't run one 90 second lap at a track so when you talk about running sub three they're like oh wow this is amazing like you know it, it's when you have the opportunity to engage these people and get outside, um, you take advantage of it, you know, and hats off to Des, you know, I, we had to say no to a lot of things, but we said yes to certain things. We had, for the first time ever, since I've worked with her since 2011, I didn't show up for something that was booked. She didn't show up because it was a small thing in New York that was booked before she won the Boston Marathon. Instead, I said, hey, she's going to the Celtics game. And she got introduced to center court. And it was carried on, on the local and national feed. This is a playoff game. And it's like, dude, talk about once in a lifetime. And you're making these decisions. And I'm like, I take the blank, you know? And, and I said, hey, if it doesn't end up on TV, it's my fault, you know? And it's, just, it's these things where it's like, you're just trying to do what's best for the client. And you go, these are opportunities. Stand at center court, the winner of the Boston Marathon during the NBA playoffs. Like, th th these are things we're going to do. We're going to go to the Billboard Awards in, in Vegas. And she's going to get to present the award to Taylor Swift and get kissed on the head. And I'm like, dang. T-Swift is really tall and Des is really short and it's like she's like leaning down and you know you're, you're doing this stuff um how many it, first pitches has she thrown oh dude I mean it was that was actually my main goal was like how many first pitches can we do um and and in the Padres one was kind of like okay now my my life as a as a Padre nerd and running nerd my life has has totally converged so that was that was pretty cool I mean she got to throw it she got to throw it out in Detroit, uh, she's done that one. She's done it in Boston, obviously, at, at the Sox games. She did it in Arizona at the D-backs because of the – we did on ASU. ASU, yeah. ASU night, uh, alumni night. And then San Diego, uh, Padres, she's from San Diego. Well, what was the coolest thing that you guys did? <sighs> Man, uh, well, it was a lot of work. And I think upon, like, looking back – now because you're just tired you know and you're getting through it and i'm coffee all the time and uh, i think looking back the celtics game that was that's up there i mean because just the setting and everything and it was the race had just happened who were I they mean, playing i don't remember okay i don't remember but her and ryan had had courtside seats and oh. i was i was 20 rows up but it was like dude i had these awesome shots of them on the floor and then her going out and waving and her i mean with her medal I mean, the day after yeah. the race, you know, I mean, it was Tuesday night. Uh, that, that was pretty, 
pretty great. And then Billboard Music Awards is really fun just because it's like, what in the and world? And they were in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. Yeah, we actually, we were talking about this, like how tired we were. There was a Post Malone concert, a private Post Malone concert that night, but it started at like, I don't know, 2.30 in the morning or oh. 3. And like, no, and we're just like, I think, I think we got to go to bed. <laughs> like, like, like he, he, he has a never tired, you know, tattoo or whatever he has under his eyes. Um, that was, I'm like, I, I'm tired. Like, this is as much as I would like to see Post Malone in this concert. Uh, we well, that, that was going to be my next question was, you know, she was forthright um, the next year at Boston. I remember on the broadcast, I think it was Boston, where she had told Carrie that Tollefson that she had made seven figures in right. the year in the year following Boston. Yeah. But you, you just mentioned it. That's work. You know, she earned that money. Uh, and when oh, yeah. did it start to feel like work? Because I think the first few days, it's just a whirlwind. But yeah. when did it start to feel like yeah. work? Well, I mean, like, we, we, went, we went straight to New York a after that Celtics game. The next morning, we got on the first train, and, and me, her, and Ryan. And then we had, we had a full day of, of literally, it was 12 hours of stuff. You know, I mean, and we're, we're in a suburban and just car service, and we're just going from one to the other to the other to the other. And, you know, you line it up, you have it in the calendar, and I have a, I have a joint calendar with her, a shared calendar like, like we have with you, and when we're plugging stuff in. And it's, it's just nonstop. I mean, and, and that part of it felt a lot like work. We left on, we ended up leaving on Friday morning um, because we did, we did, we did all day Wednesday, all day Thursday. No, we did, we did part of Friday and then we ended up leaving Friday, but it was literally like, we just needed to rest. So she got a reprieve at home. And then there was one moment where she was kind of getting frustrated a little bit and it, it happens and like, and I'm kind of grouchy and she's grouchy and it was like, okay, where are we going next? And I mean, we were just on planes and it was like our fourth city in like six days or something. And then, I mean, and I hate to make it about the money, but it was like, hey, and then I typed everything in and she was like, all right, it's cool. Like, like it's actually like, you know, you like, this will cheer you up a little bit, you know? And it's like, and it's, and it's just the reality of it. And we, we talked about her sharing with Carrie about making the seven figures, you know? And it's, um, you know, and I'm, you're, you're a big stick and ball sport guy as, as am I and, and, there's this level of secrecy because you have this, these confidentiality agreements and people have no idea what they're making when they go to these things, you know, and when they do these appearances and all of it. But I told her, I said, yeah, sure. Sure. That it was seven figures. She did it again last year. I mean, it's like, dude, it, it's, it's a lot of hard work, but you just got, you got to be willing to grind and she's willing to grind and she's done it. And she's just, she knew too. It's like, yeah, you're doing it. You, you want to capitalize on, on this big event that you've had this moment, this crowning achievement, but really it's, it's for the sport. Like it, this is an opportunity to get the Boston marathon in front of people and get running in front of people and marathon racing in front of people. And maybe they think, Hey, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Maybe I should, I should sign up. Maybe I should run a 5k or a 10k and do this thing because it is, it's, running is transformative and you want to change your life it's go train for a marathon i mean and you think yeah it's just a marathon look the amount of dedication and the discipline that it takes and the months that it takes on end um it it, it truly is transformative and she worked her butt off um i think there were there were more, there was more than one moment to answer your question to when it felt like work but um every every now and again when you when you remind yourself of, of your why, and it doesn't just have to be the, 
the dollar bills, y'all. But it's like, hey, this is for the sport, and this is a good thing. And I've had compliments from from so many different entities, people at other brands, sports marketing managers at other brands, and with other races, um, these elite coordinators saying even heads heads of these other entities that would have would have reason to be jealous or have some of that, they go that what you guys did was the right way. Everything that you did and hustling and doing this stuff, you did it right and it was great for the sport. And it's 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 all, all credit goes to Des. I mean it's like, look, I, I negotiate these things and you present them and the athlete starts to say, yeah, let's go. You know, let's Ryan tolerates it, you know, and it's like <laughs> it's like she's gone all the time. It's like there were so many miles flown that year. Um and yeah, you, you get those reminders on, on your phone, like on the iPhone, it's like last year at this time or two years ago in the date. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, we were all over the place. But uh, fortunately, my wife still loves me. My kids still know I'm their dad. And uh, yeah, and she's, her and Ryan are good. So it was, it was awesome. Well, Josh, thanks for coming on, man. You look great. Have you lost a little weight during this quarantine? I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, it's the, I got the, I got my school. Why did my quarantine? Yeah, this is what's going on yeah yeah well, we, we appreciate it man you helped us get some of these guests and this has been really yeah. fun and so we're going to finish up with scott and then we'll get fobs on and uh you know uh do the same thing for his race do it man enjoy it 2019 was special 20909 and scotty was only one one spot behind you so you know oh, yeah not everyone gets six <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you josh all right later thanks guys easy yep yeah,